Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, <laughs> babe, just a few. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work, it's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn, no books have been written, nothing is certain, everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Magic. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Inda, but ladies and gentlemen, what's up, Guan? What's happening? We are back. Back by popular demand. His name is Nota. You know when you got the headphones on, you you're having fun by yourself because like <laughs> you got your shit. Now I have to watch this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. How you doing, Nota? I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to call you, oh, man. Nice. Must I call you the Steve Biko of hip hop, the authority, the With Steve Biko of SA music? That's what mm. Arthur Mafukati called me. Is it? Yeah. So that's your title now. No, that's what Arthur Mafukati called me. What's I don't your title? Know. I don't know if Arthur Mafukati has got the right to to call me that. I don't know. I don't know. What are you busy with now? Because I know you like a producer. Uh, you manage artists what you used to I never Labels Yeah like Yeah that's the thing I ran a label You know that mean That released The best Selling hip hop album Of all time Which was Dakar 2 Yeah 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 So what are you busy with now? Um, I mean now I mean um, I run uh, The South African office Of the world's biggest Music distributor Which is the Orchard um, which means that I get to distribute and sell music um, by groups such as BTS, you know, um, 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 who are from Korea, mm. big K-pop group, or, or even on our local shores, artists such as Saudi, who is um, the most streamed rapper on Spotify from Saudi? South Africa. Yeah. For real, yeah, Shit. yeah. Saudi's know, the, it's a Saudi. Saudi is like um, he's got he's got like one point three million streams on Spotify monthly. Um, uh, I mean, the guy next best to him is Nasty at six hundred thousand. Damn, that's yeah. a huge gap. It's a huge gap. And then what's the laptop for? I mean, like, I mean, you know, we we just got to fact check, you know, we just got to make sure that we're on point, you know what I mean? But I don't have it for much, for long, but you know, 
Um, um, that's what we do. Um, that's what I've been doing. I've been heading that up, um, you know, which is a nice new challenge. Um, and it's exciting, I guess, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it's bigger than what I was doing before. Um, which is just running one label and releasing one artist in particular for a long period of time. Although like I produced many other artists as well. Um, you know, just having dedicated like almost what since 2008, maybe 2009, I'll say officially 2009, having dedicated 10 years 2009 until maybe uh, until March um, 2020. That's over 10 years. And within that, you know, um, I guess um, um, we helped catalyze a lot of change, especially when it comes to hip hop in the pop game. So, I mean, like, yeah, um, that's mainly what I've been up to. Um, and yeah. You know, uh, also being the authority <laughs> on the Twitter streets, you know, just, you know. Why, why do you call yourself the authority? Because like the authority, what is the authority? It's like the, the guy who runs shit. I've been running hip hop in South Africa for like close on 10 years. For real, my G? Yeah. One man? Not one man, but I've been running it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of people that are involved, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing that happens just by one person's doing, but I mean, like, um, you know, like what, what is happening in hip hop right now is stuff that I set up many years ago. You know what I mean? Like everything, mm. you know, um, 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 when you see the nasty seas of today, you think that 12 years ago I was launching the earliest tippy toes, mm. His fire. album, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Um, um, uh, like bringing that to the club scene, setting that up, you know what I mean? The venues started booking hip hop DJs from that point onwards, you know what I mean? Um, this was 12 years ago. This was before what is happening right now. You know, people buying Gucci today because of shit that I was doing 12 years ago. So, I mean... Um, that's about it. And now, like, you know, I used to run the uh, the rap game and now, like, I got to do bigger things. Like, now I need to effect change mm. on, like, an industrial scale of the whole entire South African music industry. Um, and starting from what, hap what was happening in the past and also going into the future. So, you know, um, not just music, there's podcasting as well, which is also a big thing. You know, um, which I've, I'm very, you know, observant of. Like, I, I consume a lot of podcasts. Yeah, you were talking about the Michelle Obama one. Yeah, no, like, I just to. listen to the Michelle Obama podcast so that I can hear what women think. Like, just to understand. Like, like for me, it's like I used, like, social media as a tool to basically figure out everybody's opinion about everything. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I'd read everything every post, every comment, every, on every single video and every, on anything that I worked on, anything. Doesn't that make that you go crazy, on. dog? Nah, um, not me. Um, so I'd see each and every single thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like I started, like the first thing I did 
was I built the social media for Squatter Camp. I built the social media for Slicker. I built the social media for Sugar Smacks. I built the social media media for Questa. The whole entire like strategy, how it, it was rolled out, what it was used for, the whole entire plan, doing the analytics, you know what I mean? Like, um, and also monetizing you know, using those um, accounts for influencer campaigns to monetize. I think like the first big social media campaign that we did back in maybe 2010 was um, BlackBerry. Um, it was like 150,000 rand um, one month long social media campaign. You know what I mean? And I did all the execution for it. This was like back in the day. So imagine like for Slicker. Who? For Slick. For Slick. Yeah. yeah. He got 150K just off a social media campaign back then. You know, just for, for one month, you know, um, I was so nice with the BlackBerry people. I was even like, yo, what's your latest phone that's about to come out? And they're like, no, we got this new phone called the BlackBerry Torch. I was like, yeah, I know this guy from K1. His name is Cuesta. Give me one for him. Mm. And he led like the first white BlackBerry Torch in the country. You know what I mean? Like, so... Um, from building social media and working out how digital media works, you know, I've been able to basically understand the opinions of all the people who are digitally connected or digitally savvy, you know what I mean? And know what products work for them, know what music they like, you know, know what's, um, um, uh, they like to dance to, um, uh, know what they like to drink, everything. So following that, do you think you're in touch with what, this generation, every yeah, even this generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm touch. even even my two thousand, even my two thousand, even my two thousand. I'm very in touch with what they're doing. Well, what are they so like? That's what are I'm they like, So that's like you know my two thousand. The thing about my two thousand is that um, they're like us. Okay, well, I'm I'm a nineties baby. Yeah, I'm not like you. <laughs> so I'm like nasty in them. <laughs> <laughs> we are 90s babies <laughs> you know um, so um, you know so for us I mean like we had access to technology access to our own opinion access to information at a very young age we were very connected like from high school we had cell phones and stuff like that the kids of today it's very different because they've got access to the entire world of information from a very young age. You know, they've got access to their own opinions and everything else, but they have no power whatsoever. Mm. It's like, imagine knowing how to drive, but having to wait 20 years before you can drive. Mm. Like we learned how to drive like three years before mm. we could get a license. They're learning how to drive at age five. And they're being held back and they're seeing the world and you know what I mean? So I they've got this great sense of like being adults and the whole world holding them back. And for us, I mean, like when you were 14 or whatever, you worked at the video store. Yeah. But now you can't work at the video store because the guy might be a pedophile or, you know, you might get raped hopping out of a taxi. So, you know, parents basically like shelter their kids from everything nowadays. So um, they feel like adults at a very young age and they feel like they know better than everybody else. You know what I mean? But they've been so sheltered that they haven't um, experienced the real world in real life. So how do you explain a kid like Nasty C who's... That's exactly the thing. Who's been you able to overcome You feel like an it. adult. No, you haven't overcome it. You haven't overcome it because you become famous. You understand? Now 
all of a sudden you're surrounded by people who orchestrate your whole entire life. You know, you're yeah. a, you're a child. You're under parental guidance. You're so you managing think Nessie sees a child? Not that I think. He is. I mean, do you speak to him on the phone? No, you speak to his handler or his parent or whoever, you know what I mean? And they deliver him to you and then clean and then they take him back. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's why he was saying, no, you know, no has got no access to me. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I've had the same number since 2006. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, he knows I've never changed my number. He, he, he can get my number. Everybody in the industry has my number. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you want to contact someone like that, you can find them. But I mean, if you're in a sheltered, secluded space where you can only be contacted through your handlers or your managers, and they are much older people as well, mm-hmm. and you don't get a real sense of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and you know this from when you were a child star on TV, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get a real sense of whether people actually mess with you or not. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be your friend and whatever, you know what I mean? So like... um, that's the whole entire thing Is that Is that where the beef With you and Nasty stems from? It's not a beef I don't have a beef with him Okay what is it called? No I'm coaching him mm. I'm coaching him It's because like He's not challenged It's too easy The music he makes Is just shows that He's not challenged He's just doing the same old thing Because he's told it will work And then like When he releases music The, the label just prints plaques Out of numbers that Come from nowhere Just to make it seem like they're doing a great job and they're doing something, you know what I mean? Just to keep up an illusion. It's all like an illusion. And like, I'm so concerned because he's such a young person and South South African hip hop industry. And I told you, like I played a very big role in constructing what it is today. It's so small that anyone can tip it the wrong way. And they did that. It's, I don't blame his current label. You know, it's all Mabala noise. Right now, isn't he signed to Def Jam? I mean, but he's still with Mabala Noise. It's either way, Mabala Noise is still involved. That's how the record business works. It's very complicated. So the artists don't understand how this stuff works. But that's why you're here to break it down for us. You understand? So the artists don't understand how this stuff works. And so the people Mabala? around them, the people around them keep them in a state where they don't know what's going on. So because how is Mabala still signed? So Mabala obviously had a deal with Universal. Okay. And Universal is the owners of Def Jam. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. and so it that doesn't mean he's, he's with Mabala and then they've got to deal with Universal and Universal has passed them on to Def Jam in the States. But Mabala's still in the cuts there. They're still getting their piece. They still own the music. They, st- they st- signed him. So it's like going to Taboo and Cocoon. It's the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Not to, well, yeah, Taboo and Cocoon or... Or the, what's the other um, club that they bought in Durban? They bought another club, the Tibur Group. It was used to be Plush. It used to be Plush Diamonds in Durban, 47. Mm. And Intersight, whatever. Yeah, so that was Taboo Group as yeah. well. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing. So it's just being passed on from one to another. You know what I mean? So, you know... And that's my thing is that that's my concern. And it's like, that's crazy, man. When I hear about the Def Jam deal, I'm like, fuck niggas gone is out of here. Yeah, but that is true. You are gone. That's, that's how big of a deal it is. But now if you're gone and you're out of here, but you don't have a rootedness in your South African identity, you're going to be blown in the wind in the States, bro. It's not going to end well. It's going to end in tears. 
You know what I mean? You need to do it right. You need to have your routine. You need to be strong. You know, um, it's not like he's doing something that we haven't seen being done before. You know what I mean? Lucky Dube sold a million records. He was signed to Motown. Before so, social media, before, before, any, before any other stuff. Lucky Dube, Lucky Dube is still the most streamed African artist to this day. Wow. Right now. He's been dead since 2007. Damn. Nasty was 10 years old then. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was my concern. It's like it's been a very big concern since he signed to Mabala Noise because obviously when he did that whole entire deal, it was like a shortcut to get to where all the other artists were, the MTs are, because they're like, okay, Ambitious has got, you know, Ambitious came into the game, big budgets, blowing everything out of the water. And, you know, um, um, like... The guys that ambitious, it wasn't just that they had more money. It's just that they had a guy who knows the music, who knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? And that's why they've been so successful for so long. Mabala Noise hasn't been able to maintain it. You know, it was just the money. Really. So when you see this happening, don't you, as a big brother, like you say, I give did. him a call? I, I did. I've spoken to the cats. I did. I've spoken to the cats. I said, yo, it's not the way to roll. It's not the way to do it. But now we're out. You understand? And now we have to compete head to head. So how do we compete head to head? Okay, fine. Listen, I've got an artist that I'm marketing and promoting and everything else. And um, they release music. Mabala Noise releases Nasty's music or whatever. Um, we go to the Metro FM Awards. You know, Nasty's nominated four times. Questa's nominated four times. Nasty wins four awards. Questa walks away with nothing. That's Mabala Noise, shifting the entire balance. A guy who's been working in the game for so many years, you know, released the Ngutus, the Maiba Boas, the Nyasfela Ngawas, like big smash hits, had the best-selling album of all time. You know what I mean? In hip-hop, you know, sold over 300,000 copies, stock. That's like Zahara numbers. Mm, mm. You understand what I'm saying? So... So you reach out to him, he's not trying to... No, 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 even, it's not even about reaching out because at that point you're already with Mabala Noise, you're mm. already on that side. I've reached out. Um, 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 this is Metro FM Awards, I don't know, when was it, 2017 or whatever. You know what I mean? Mabala Noise, obviously they were like, you know, and we knew that was, that was what's going to happen. And then at the summers, I was like, shit, I'm not going to make, I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So the first thing when he got nominated at the summers... I called them up. I said, no, you got nominated for two music videos that shouldn't have qualified. Yeah, I remember you said this in the manager's yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah. So please disqualify them. And they did. Mm. And at the end of the that, that award show, Cuesta picked up six summers. The last summer, which was record of the year, was won by Hell Na, Nasty C. Mm. You know what I mean? That's when Babes Will Do More and Mumpinja had that whole entire hissy fit. And because obviously we'd won six awards, we weren't going to be like, ah, oh, Ngotu didn't win. Uh, so, and Mabala Noise really, you know what I mean? We already took the L at the metros. And the metros haven't been back since because everybody saw through that corruption. Hmm. And if you think about as a kid, if you're out there talented at home and you see that, oh, damn, all I need to do is sign to a label with a lot of money and then I can be an instant tenure star. Not to say that Nasty's not talented because he's been talented. He's been 
like knocking on the door. He's been trying for a long time. And it just so happened that that opportunity came with Mabala Noise and, you know, he was able to take it and it was able to see him, you know, rise to superstardom. But at what cost? Hmm. You got a price to pay. That is the heaviest price to pay at such a young age. Imagine if you're 23, you're, you're now free, you know, like he's not going to be free because everything he does, a label has to pay for it. And that's an advance. That's debt. It's like in a line of credit, a bigger line of credit. And the only way you pay back that credit. So right now, everything that we see from Nasty is credit. The way the record business works is that you pay back the credit with record sales. It's called recoupment. You understand? Mm. So there is a price to pay. That's why the artists are crying, you know, saying, okay, no, um, the label, uh, whatever, ambitious um, um, is not whatever giving me whatever money, you know, I had this conversation with Amanda Black, you know, and she's left ambitious. And I said, I said to Amanda, I said, Amanda, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. You made a deal. Live up to your deal. That is it. You know what I mean? And you look at her right now. She lived up to a deal. She did a deal. She did her album. You know what I mean? She also like won three summers with her first album. Like that album was humongous, ambitious, you know, promoted that a lot. I'm a Zulu, like that went out of the way. Like there was no label that was going to do that for her. She already didn't make it on idols. Mm. No one was going to do that for her. So if you you look look at Nasty, what deal do you think or what path do you think he should have worked? It's not even about him, dog. If you look at Miriam Makeba, she had a terrible deal. You know, I want, I want to find out from you what is the perfect deal, because it seems like there is. For isn't me, one. there is no perfect deal. It depends what you need. If you need, if you are like what Nasty says, I make the music and then I send it to the label. If he does all that work, he makes all that music and then he sends it to the label. Then he needs to at least get seventy to eighty percent of the money that is made when that music is sold. That's what I'm saying. That's you, 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 yeah. you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least a good uh, amount, even 90%. You know what I mean? If he's really putting the music together, you know what I mean? If all they're doing is selling it, right? If all they're doing is selling it. But if they are sourcing producers for you, they are writing songs for you and everything else, then. Which is not know, the case with him. Well, he's like, if I'm going according to what, what he, he says, mm. you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So. If that's not the case, if they're making the music for you and everything else, then man, then I understand why the labels would give you like 10% mm. or 20% because they're doing all the work, you know, they're finding all the songwriters, everything. You just show up on time, you sing whatever you're told to sing, you know what I mean? And you do that. And, you know, you find uh, groups who say like BTS, the one that I just spoke about, mm. like big hit entertainment, you know, they do everything for them. They find them songwriters and everything, producers and everything. And they just come and perform and they're just disciplined. You know what I mean? And in a country like Korea, maybe in Asia, that might work. Um, One direction. direction But that's the same thing, right? But at the same time, they've been doing so well that Big Hit Entertainment gave BTS like $53 million in shares in the company. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So it is possible that, you know, labels can exploit 
the rights of the artists, you know, to make money. And also at the same time, once they've made like a big profit, say, hey, here's a kickback, yo, here's equity in the company. You know what I mean? They are good ways of doing things. Not to say that everything is all bad. It's just that, you know, um, you get a lot of people that are so afraid. It's like we all work at the same company, right? We all do the same job. And none of us have seen each other's pay slips. So we can't even discuss if we're being cheated or not. Hmm. That is that is the music industry. Have you seen your pay slip, Taba? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I mean? It, it's just like if Taba, if there's now like 15 Tabangs, the Tabangs must know, yo, Tabang too. How much are you making? How? But how come um, Tabang, the girl, is making less than Tabang too? You know what I mean? The boy or and whatever. That's how, that's how Makazi got found out that she was getting screwed. You understand what I'm Remember saying? Remember the interview. That's, that's, yes. that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that as soon as you guys start talking, that's when you start finding, and the artists are not talking because everyone wants to um, 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 keep the secret of who got screwed the worst. So what you're trying to say is that there is no perfect deal, but at least like get screwed with lube. You understand what I'm saying? Get screwed with lube knowing what you're getting screwed on. You understand? Knowing that, okay, I'm giving up the music rights, but at least I take 100% of the gigs. So I take this, I take merchandise, I take this. Who's doing that right right now? Um, hmm. Who's doing it right? Mm. According to your standards. According to my standards. Damn, that's very tough, man. Because, you know, there are very few people in this business that I feel are, are able to do it right. Um, would you say fact, some, like, like it's someone who's independent? Yeah. I was about to say, would you say, wouldn't you say someone like Casper is doing it right? Because as opposed to Nasty, you chose to go independent. Yeah. No, he, he he's, 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 you see, with Casper, it's, it's different because, you know, I know a lot more. Uh, and for me, it's like, um, he could, for me, it's like, he's got an opportunity. He's got the best opportunity in the world to do it so much better. He's got the best opportunity in the world. And all he needs to do for that opportunity is just, you know, put himself aside because his brand is not going to get any bigger than it is locally. You know what I mean? Like the only thing is really put yourself aside and build a platform, build something that is bigger than you. Um, do what Jabba could not do, what Kuli could not do. You know, make Mafta and Motswako and everything like really stand up. And that means that you need not be the hottest guy. The reason why I say this is because, you know, and it's hopping back. Um, we had a discussion between myself, Casper, Anati. We were at Anati's house recording. And basically, I was like saying to Cas, you know, bro, you make enough money right now to sign Nasty. And you could sign him before any of these other niggas that have got money can sign him and give him some shit-ass deal and he'll be this talent, super talented kid that signed to a terrible deal and we'll all be like, oh my goodness, why didn't we sign this kid and help him or save him before he gets entrapped by these unscrupulous people in this business? You know what I mean? Because this hip-hop thing is our thing. We weren't trying to give up hip-hop to the major labels. 
if you look at Casper, it's not a, it's not, he's, he didn't sign a, a, an artist deal with the major label. Even AKA, you know what I mean? Although he's with the major label, um, Benza is a black person, an African person, you know what I mean? A, a person who helped build his career. They licensed to the major label. We were licensing, we weren't selling, like we weren't giving them all the rights as hip hop because we wanted to make sure that as soon as it, it, it starts popping, it starts bringing out big money, we own the content still. You know what I mean? So that's the way in which we're doing our deals until cats could come through and do James Bond stunts like Mabala Noise, you know what I mean? And bring in like crazy cash, you know what I mean? And so that was the thing that we we're trying to avoid. We so you there, to... you there with Nasty? No, no. I mean, you there with Casper, Anati. Yeah, it's 2015. Yeah, and what do you say? And I say, yo, sign him. And he's like, I can't sign him because he'll look better than me on my own label. And I said to him, he'll look better than you regardless. Hey! Hey! No, like seriously, like doesn't matter where he goes, rather he looks better here, right here. And you know, you're feeding him, but you know, he chose to do it another way. And then what happened is that everyone picked a side. Casper helped him out to the juice bag remix, AKA went on to the roll up remix with the WizKid, Davido and Casper were on the juice and then basically MT and and were Mabala Noise and Ambitious head to head. And you think it would have been different if he was signed under Family Tree? <sighs> Number one, we heard that Family Tree said, Yo, Tseho, if 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 you feel like it's not working, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we know Family Tree. They Clean. don't, Family Tree doesn't hold on to yes, people. Yes, 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 Family Tree, we've never heard. And it's flourishing and he's happy. You understand Tseko's what I'm saying? Tseko's happy. happy. He mm. said, yo, I did what I did at Family Tree. It didn't work out the way we wanted. I've got no bad blood. I'm out. Mm. Gemini, same thing. Mm. You understand? Mm. Gemini, same thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Even Nadia as well, clean. She's like, yo, I'm down at the Family Tree. You know what I mean? I'm down. That's family. She's killing it. You know what I mean? She's killing it. You understand what I'm saying? If Casper was not in the forefront, he was just chilling in the office. Nasty could be out there at Family Tree nicely, mm. you know. Carrying the flag. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Nicely. You know what I mean? So from from what you're saying, you think it's time for Casper to take a backseat and let the kids shine. Well, I mean, I'm saying the music is saying that. It's not that I, I, it's the music. It's like the effort, like the music itself, like after Tsulufelo, like, I haven't really felt the same excitement though. Which one was Silas Fellow? Which the first one? Which one? Which the first one? The one that shook the game. The one. Which that one is the everything. one with Destiny? That's the one I like. Uh, you like that Destiny? Yeah. Over yeah. the original Destiny. Ooh, I love it. Okay. You see, that's the thing is that you're a house hit. <laughs> but I'm telling you that the original, the, ori- the original Destiny. No, that's Tuto. Destiny is Tuto. Which um, one is Sulufel? The one with Puma game, one Puma game, Puma game. Oh, our da Puma game, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, cold hearted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you remember yeah. that? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, damn man. Like, kusheshe dog. Remember that Okay Malum Cool Cat verse, dog. <laughs> and it's crazy they haven't done a song since. You understand? So 
that's my thing is that if you are able to just reduce yourself and not have the biggest energy or the biggest ego or the biggest do you think that's what happened with him and Ricky Rick I look um, let me tell you what I saw happen now um, we're on a plane we're flying to Mutsipe Foundation whatever and I'm having an argument and Ricky and Casper sitting next to each other and um Basically, Kess is telling me about, you know, how people might have sabotaged him, you know, how um, when he, what you call, what was he doing? He was, um, he was trying to set up, fill up and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lost money and invested The first one money. or the one in Durban? I can't remember which one he was talking okay. about. He was like, no, the whole game was against him and he lost millions. And I was like, yo, Kess, dog, you're not the only person who's lost millions. Like, stop talking like you're the only person who knows what a million is, mm. number one. You know what I mean? And, like, Ricky was backing him up in that conversation. I was like, Ricky, don't back this thing up, dog. Mm. Because you cats are acting like you're the only people who's seen money in this whole entire game. Mm. Like, relax a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, like, don't, don't, don't feel yourselves so much, you know? Don't guess yourself. Don't up. guess yourselves. And, like, you know, it was me against the world and everything. I was like, you know, at the end of the day... All of us are investing money in this game, you know, and we're trying to move forward together. That's what's important. We're not investing money so that we can dominate and say we're the flyest niggas in the game. You guys are trying to be, oh, we're the flyest niggas in the game. But at this time, do they respect what you're saying? Do they know who you are and what you've done? Well, I mean, yeah. well, they know. They know. They know. They know. So when you say they got to listen. We're talking. Okay. We're talking. We're on the same plane, doc. And then we're saying it's Mutsipe's plane. Mutsipe charted this flight. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, so it's not a whole thing of like, who the fuck? It's does not. The it's not to... it's like, well, I mean, like, no, he he's never said that. He's never. He's, you never heard Casper say who the fuck is. No, no. yeah, he would mm. never say that. He knows exactly who I am. And you know, so does Ricky. You know what I mean? And so does Nasty mm. as well. You know mm. what I mean? Even though, you know, he knows his fans don't. So <laughs> he'll come to your podcast and pretend yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but um um so you know that conversation um i really was like yo man at the end of the day we gotta respect all our contributions to this hip-hop thing you know what i mean and do it properly and the reason why i was sparking that conversation i was saying yo dead this beef with keenan like put him on your show put him on oh this guy imagine he wants to charge me a million rand and I was like, yo, man, I'm sure a sponsor would pay that million rand. You know what I mean? Put a stage on either side at the end of the day, whatever. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you've done fill up the dome. Mm-hmm. You did it. You, di- you did the dome. That was the, that was the one. You know what I mean? You're doing FNB, whatever. At the end of doing that FNB, you know, and, and risking it all after you've risked it all on everything else. You've got your homies now who are also now chipping in, who are helping you. Ricky's one of them, right? If you're doing anything like a business enterprise, you know it's a risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And high risk, high reward. If you're going to bring your friends into it, and I'll say this because you know I'm very close friends with um, Younger Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't do business together for a very good reason. 
You know what I mean? Like I help him out with whatever he needs help with. As was a this friend. from the get go, or just from the get from the beginning? Me and Younger, we're like, yo, we're best friends. friends That's it. But we're not. We're helping each other. We we worked at at Butter being together as both, but we're, we're not doing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because we are friends, yeah. and that is our relationship. Wow. It's friends. That's commendable. It's never business. That's commendable. You know what I mean? But I mean, I help. Uh, we're in. We're both in the music business. We help each other. You know yeah, what I mean? Can but call you anytime. Whatever for mm. whatever mm. at any time. Yeah. At any time. You know what I mean? And you know vice versa you know what i mean i lean on him when in times of need and he leans on me in times of need you know what you I mean? need a hit well a hit song <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful because you know kids are watching this they'll be like you you need a hit and you're like yo we stay away from all drugs like um there's some cat me and young were in a hotel in welcome i'm gonna get back to the story i was telling some cat tried to offer us drugs. I think it was cocaine or something like that. And Max Hober, yeah, uh, you know Max Hober from Harambe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes into this. Uh, uh, he's like, "Hey, Niches Wenin, no ha, like get out of this room, like you know what I mean, like yeah. don't be around my youngins with this drug okay, stuff, yeah. you know what I mean." And we've never touched, you know what I mean, any of that stuff, you know. Um, but you've seen it though. That was the first time. First time. You know what I mean? And with these guys saying, and then, no, but even the hot girls have this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's, the hot girls are the ones that, you know, if, if, like, guys who end up on drugs, it's either they, um, there were guys with lots of money who ended up offering them drugs or they dated like a super, super famous girl who was on drugs. And the only way to be cool with her. Have you ever dated any super, like, famous girls, bro? Well, my wife is famous. Yeah, no, we can't talk about her. She's but I, I mean, like ever since I got married, like every like my memory of what happened before the then dog, just got erased. I can't remember. Dog, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, this thing is like I every girl remember. that's famous now, you've met them, you've had an interaction with them. Whether it was sexual or not, I don't know, but you know the nah, girls that are in the nah, game right nah, now. Well, I, I I know them well. Yeah, I, I know. Can't walk black old. Like, come no, on, bro. come on, dog. Like I used to, you know, before Larry and them knew how to run clubs. I was running clubs. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I kept clean. I, I never made my way onto any lists or anything give us, like give that. Give us one well. famous girl you've been with. I, I I don't have. I never made it onto any lists. I don't have any six tapes. I don't. I just keep it clean. Like I decided at a very young age that I'm about the business. But you've kissed boy, didn't you? No, you've never. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Faith and Kenzie Queen Turk Was she still twerking Dude she She was dating Younger Younger She was dating younger uh, Come on That's my best Homie That's my bestie Kanya Kanya She was dating younger Yeah But you gotta take one For the team No she was dating younger Yeah I think she's gonna Bring your friends like, Younger Yo man Maybe you must ask <laughs> I met them through him. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I, met the, I met them through him. I got to bring other famous girls and then you got to take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> you've Ish. been with a couple, bro. I know you've been, but you won't say, ne? Because obviously you value your relationship right now and your wife. It's not about right now. Yeah. It's like forever. Yeah. So. I got to, you always want to take it back to 2014. Let's take it back. <laughs> 2014, nah. 2014, I wasn't hot, dog. You know, 2014, I I left four ways. I went to Katlehong K1. You know, I was really resetting up what's going to happen. 
post leaving Bada Bing Entertainment, you know, we released Dakar. You know, I was really on a mission. I was really on a grind, man. Like I was in the hood, like as an anthropology um, um, project. Like I was in K1 sleeping on someone's couch for like two Who's years. Couch? Who's couch? Um, one of our, um, my former business partners um, who stayed in K1, like up the road from uh, Questa's uh, place, Leroy's couch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, basically. Well, didn't, didn't Questa have a couch? <laughs> his mother had a couch <laughs> You know what I mean I couldn't sleep on his mother's couch You know what yeah. I mean But Leroy's mom's couch was available Because his mom was Where's in Bushburg Ridge um, He's in He runs a, a booking agency uh, uh, Called DJ's Production You know as well um, um, He's in the East Rand Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the space he's in. All right, take us back to before we spoke about drugs. What were we talking about, Tomang? That's that, that's that story that you're finishing. Yeah. Uh, Which yeah. one was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rick, yeah, Rick, yeah. You're on the plane. Yes, yes, you're on the plane. No, we're on the plane. Oh, yeah, we had to, we're on the plane. <laughs> yes, you're Sorry. on the plane. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, from that whole entire point onwards, um, I think. What happens is that, you know, as soon as we now invest in business and we take up losses, you know, if it's your initiative and your idea, if now I helped you out with the finances, if it falls back and you now make a loss, you lose the money. Yeah. Even though I helped you out. Yeah. Right. You lose the money. There's nothing you can do about you having lost the money. You don't have it, dog. You don't have it. Um, But, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I might need you to pay me back. Mm. And if you are unable to Mm. deal with that situation appropriately or maturely enough, then I might reassess our friendship, our entire relationship as a whole. And if we started out as friends, right, I don't expect you to betray me over financial things, Mm. right? But if we didn't start out as friends, then if you betray me over financial, you know, it's not like it's, but we start out as friends and then hmm. you reveal and then, you know, that's... So Ricky that's gave Casper money. Well, I mean, like everyone was investing. Ricky bought how many thousand tickets? Oh, I mean, if you buy that, everybody was chipping in. That's money. That's your own money. You know what I mean? Okay. Yo, let me buy a thousand tickets. Let me show it on Instagram that I'm buying this many tickets. Oh. Let everybody buy the tickets. Let's let's do this whole entire thing. So, so, so the guy... So, so what, what, what it seems like to me, it was... A mixture of friendship and business. Mm, that's the thing. It was just a bad mixture of, of both those things. And some of the things from the friendship went into the business side. You understand? Because Casper, um, his show didn't go as planned. Because it if it went as planned, profits, yeah, exactly. everyone would be nice. Everybody would be, would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But the thing is this, the thing is this. On the plane, we're talking about the shows, the other previous shows, the Orlando show that also didn't go as planned, the Dome show that also didn't go as planned. Mm. There's two shows that didn't make the profit that they were made. So what makes you think this third one at an even bigger venue is going to make a profit? It's like you don't make a loss and go to a bigger venue to think that you're going to you're gonna gonna make a bigger loss mm. at a bigger venue. The costs, the overheads are even higher. And then you go to an even bigger venue, then you're going to even make an even I mean, if, after every concert he came out in the press conference, said, I made a loss on this concert. Are you kidding loss. me, bro? That's what he was saying. It right? was packed, dog. But that's what he was saying. I made a loss. I made a loss because the things are costly. Everything is costly. You know what mm. I mean? Everything is costly. So that is possible. And it's not your fault. You're doing something ambitious. The thing is that you're doing it for the game. You filling up the stadium 
you don't do it for yourself you do it for the game and if you mm-hmm. if you if you do it for yourself and let's not lie that that, that 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 had an impact in the it game had, it had an impact in the game not just in hip hop well no 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 it, it just in hip hop because i mean the yvonne chaka chakas of this world oh, yeah, been Brenda Fassi. Stadiums, Brenda Fassi. they've been they've been filling stadiums i mean there's been people feeling filling stadiums dog yeah, yeah. for years it's just a hip hop thing it was for the hip hop game Did, to get it to stadium status but at the same time it's not like you were able no one was no one as an artist has ever said i'm going to do a one man show at a stadium and fill it up so no one has ever been able to do it alone so you weren't able to do it alone and that was the whole entire point i was trying to make in that conversation on the plane is that yo you're part of this hip hop ecosystem you don't do it alone you can't fill up fill up fnb without you featuring on ngood without ngood being the best song you've ever been on you know you can't fill up fnb and bring quest on stage to perform godu and 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 think that the crowd is not going to chant spirit until you find a dj that's got a usb and now you need to change your whole entire show even though you didn't want cats you wanted to put them on the lineup to show that they're supporting you but you didn't want them to perform the one song that they wanted to promote that night you know but the crowd forced you and there's now whatever there's now 50,000 people here in fnb stadium that are saying spirit 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 jidena is out there in the crowd and vip screaming spirit 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 jidena was there you know he was the one who was posting the stories hmm. you know what i mean of like yo spirits that's that's what shook fnb that's what shook fnb and as casper you don't want that because it's your show it's your show and someone else stole it <laughs> and it's not cuz they stole it because they wanted to steal it it's cuz they in the time it took you from Tsolofelo to fill up FNB your music hasn't been getting better and everybody else has been making better music so what do you think of the compare, new album before we even get there, I, I i already tweeted what i think of the new album so like if people i'm not going to delete those tweets you can catch my timeline um but i mean Um if you went from 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 Tsulufelo and you did not get better because what happened with Tsulufelo is this you dropped Kusheshe it's a dope song it takes a long time to break through it only breaks through because you drop a video the video plays on MTV base a lot in sharp okay it starts playing on other channels all of a sudden it starts playing on radio you know it's okay malum cool cat he's the new swaggy rapper that everyone's like oh this guy is so nice and everything and that's a hit okay cool then you're like okay fine i need to make a viral success this time you start with doc shebelaza you do the teaser campaign you do it at shows and everything else and then january the 17th you know you release the song you know what i mean gets half a million downloads or whatever on that follows and everything else and it's a viral success you know it's a trap song because trap is working we saw i funny just dropped milly a couple months back and fuck shit up the year before you know what i mean with milly so you also drop a song like milly so you bite i funny style you call it you name your song after a, a, a quite a legend the only quite a legend whose target market was 100% women females doc shebeleza you understand clean it's a big success but it doesn't play on radio and therefore the success of this song that's big on the hip hop scene is only on the internet i intervene at that point in time um basically orchestrating uh the famous questa open letter against you know what i mean five fm yeah yeah <clears throat> basically saying you guys didn't play this doc shebelaza 
by Casper in your vest. And by doing that, you're showing that you're racist because this song has done such numbers. You know what I mean? Clean, sharp. 5FM, you know, we pull the race card on them and everything. The only reason I did that or orchestrated that whole entire thing is that we were busy campaigning for the Metro FM Awards. So we needed something controversial. You know what I mean? Dog Shabbles are not being played on Metro FM, on 5FM, on many radio stations. Let's do that for hip hop. You know what I mean? We're doing that on Casper's behalf. Cool. Sharp. Do that. It starts playing on radio. You know what I mean? You know, that's the whole entire... We see from that point in time the power. That is the brand Casper in your vest. Mm. Um, but we did our little... Um, what you call? We did our little campaign and Dakar ends up winning Best Hip Hop Album at the Metro FM Awards. So that little 5FM stunt worked perfectly. Cool. Um, beyond that, um, the, that same year, you know, um, AKA releases levels, um, before he does that, there's a beef, which is the biggest song between, um, Kara Kara, mm. Doc Shebeleza, or AKA Congratulate. Mm. So big obviously, songs, so, big so songs. obviously at that point in time, you know, I told you, like, I orchestrated, I've been running all the social media accounts, you know, from Butterbing, you know what I mean? The Quest, social media account is like yeah. an account that basically I run and orchestrate all the marketing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basically, clean. Can I, can I interview him now? Because uh, you're not with him anymore. I mean, you have to ask him. Because <laughs> remember you said, I need to get 100,000 subscribers. Get you need to get through. You know what I mean? But you know, what if, 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 he learned, if he learned anything from the stuff that I taught him, he'll also tell you that wait until you get 100,000 subscribers. What happened uh, with but, you and Quester? Um, I mean, uh, our business, the term of our business relationship ended. And, um, you know, I just felt like Rather than pursue it, I'd rather move on to other things because I felt like there was nothing more to achieve. Um, but you're still amicable, like yeah, no, I mean, like yeah, I mean, there's like, no bad doing thing. No, 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 no. I'm I've moved on to what I'm doing now, you know, and like um, uh, he's obviously played a very great part in you know being a center focus in the work that I've done within the industry. Cheers. Uh, uh, no, I can do PR answers. Are you clear? Yeah, <laughs> I can do PR answers. So, I mean, I mean, uh, that's the thing is that, you know, everything needs to come to an end at some point in time. And do you own like some of the songs that you co-wrote in and stuff? Well, everything that he wrote, you know, um, he publishes. So the first thing I did that I helped him do is get out of his previous publishing arrangement, you know what I mean? So that he could set up his own publishing thing. You know what I mean? Uh, which is something that I arranged and administrated for a long time, even though I wasn't the publisher, but I was just doing that because I was just looking out for him. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I do that. I look out for a lot of um, artists as well. Um, um, uh, we released um, two albums and a couple of singles under my label. Okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously that deal is done now. So, you know, he's releasing now, he's setting up his own label and everything else is moving on. When else did you speak to him? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> I can't remember. For real? Uh, maybe, maybe a couple months ago. 
what are you guys talking about? Um, well, basically, the last conversation we had was basically me just finding out uh, what his future plans are. Mm, he, you know, he just found out that he's about to have um, another daughter. Mm. Um, so he should be having that anytime now. And just making sure that, you know, he was in the right headspace, you know, uh, just giving him some advice on like, you know, how to approach this whole entire COVID environment and just making sure that, you know, he doesn't do um, anything that, you know, uh, uh, would be, you know, just not in his best interest. But dude, like, how do you leave like a, a company like Rap Life that you helped build, man? You know, that's like Len leaving well, the podcast, you know, yeah, like something that we started I, together. I I left it because, well, I mean, number one, well, like I helped build it, but I didn't own it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was um, one thing. And in the end, I didn't want to own it because it was, it was too much of a burden and not... Um, so much of what my vision was, you know, my vision started obviously with Questa back at Bada Bing. You know what I mean? I orchestrated the release of his first album 10 years ago, special request. You know what I mean? Um, I executive produced that. You know what I mean? Um, Does he tell you that, listen, uh, we've reached crossroads or you go to him and like, yo dog, I want to leave. Um, no, we had a, a meeting. We had a, a meeting, all all of us together. You know what I mean. Who, and, who brings up the meeting? Um, well, we we have meetings all the time. I don't know. Sometimes I bring up meetings. Sometimes. So you brought up this meeting, like your daughter's um, meeting. Well, I mean, like we, we've had meetings. Like we work in business, you have meetings all the time. Yeah, you know, about a whole lot of things. Yeah, and but this is sensitive, dog. You're uh, not having a meeting. Not about really. It. Not really, because for me, like I'd already, I'd already wound myself down. Um, oh, and you made him aware. What? That, you know, you're winding yourself down. Well, I mean, it wasn't about wind, um, making him aware. Like, what I did is, like, um, basically, I trained all the ancillary and management staff that is around him. Okay. Like, each and every single person that he would ever need for the rest of his life. Yeah. You understand? Went through your hands was placed there by me, okay. trained by me, okay. instructed by me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's it. I made sure that he would never need me. Yeah. That's why I said, like, even the last time we spoke, I said, with or without me. Yeah. That's what I was alluding to. I yeah. just didn't want to say, I didn't want that to be the announcement. Yes, yes. Because, yes. you know, that's around when that happened. You know, I, like, I, I mean, that meeting was just like a, a week before we shot that episode. Ah, why did you say it on the episode? Uh, there's ah, no need. Would have been an hundred thousand views now. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it to be a headline. No, I'm trying, I'm trying wanted to, to cloud things because you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, um, what you don't want to end up happening is something becoming a public issue. While you know there's still like other over things lingering, yeah, you know what I mean. So you know that was the one thing. And but Nota, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to see myself in that room. Like that's why I bring it home. Like mm. it's like Lynn saying, "Yeah, I know, you know what I, I mean? know, I know." So I'm but trying to understand like how does that different. even start? You see, so I can advise you on 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 these situations. Um, so I mean, for me, um, the most important thing was that I always knew what was important to me. 
And that was the recording business, the rec- having a record label and building on that. As far as management and everything else, being on the tour, being on the road, doing all the gigging and building that business, I was willing to build that business. But that wasn't really what I was focused on because I felt like it was very temporary at any point in time. The carpet could be swept out from under your feet and it all disappears. So I knew that I wasn't going to invest my time in the live side of the business. So as soon as it became challenging for me, even though I had the most expertise, I knew the business well to actually orchestrate and lead that within my own team. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to fight my own team members, even though I know better than them. You know what I mean? I'll just give them enough rope (laughs) to hang themselves. So, you know, um, that's what I decided to do. And, um, so I just divested from that uh, part of the business and, you know, um, obviously even before obviously COVID hits, you know, it just became more and more of a strain to just keep that. Is that not a selfish act? Um, no, because at the end of the day, the most important thing was like, you know, once the popularity is gone, once, um, um, you're not gigging, you know, I've put everything in place to ensure that at least you're making good money off of your music for the rest of your life. You'll never go broke. So you know like how you said with Yanga, you made a conscious decision from the beginning that we're not going to mix friendship and business. Did you let Questa know that one day I'm going to leave you? No, I mean, it's, 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 it wasn't about one day I'm going to leave. I think we've had discussions uh, amongst ourselves that, you know, we're going to do different things. You know what I mean? I think maybe he might have even said it first. It's like, you know what I mean? Um, like, you know, obviously I'm going to do, want to do um, um, different things and separate things. But I mean, like, it's like, it's like you don't want to be attached to, you know, basically taking care of an artist in the way I did is like babysitting someone. You know, you're responsible for their well-being, you know. And once you go your separate ways, you're still also responsible for your well-being because, you know, if 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 you know a very famous artist um dies broke or whatever the, yeah. the first thing they say oh the record label did yes, this yes, yes, so you know it's a very big burden it's one that i don't wish on anyone else that's why after doing that that's why i did not involve myself with any other artists that have helped out with deals or whatever i've cut myself out of that i've done other like even much bigger ones big like international deals Mm. that I just, I'm not a part of because like, I don't want to now carry myself into this whole entire thing. I want to do it. It took so much from me to make everybody know who Cuesta is. Mm. It took so much from me that I don't want to ever repeat that process Mm. because like what I had to sacrifice, what I had to endure, you know what I mean? Imagine if, um, all the doors that were closing on him were closing on my face. Oh. Were breaking my nose. You know what I mean? I was the one who was getting the rejection. I was the one who was being told this shit is not good enough. You know what I mean? I was the one who was fighting for it. And you know what I mean? And and I succeeded. You understand? Like, imagine who's going to say some little kid who started out, you know, um, um, and spoke to an artist you know, I was 19 when I first spoke to Chris and said, yo, you're going to be the biggest hip hop um, artist in South Africa. You know, I'm going to make sure of it. I was 19 when I did that. 
when I said that to him. You know what I mean? I promised him that. Do you remember when I had a show at YFM? I think it was midday. Yeah. And I had that feature where yeah. I get local rappers to yeah. rap on international yeah, yeah, beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger that. We made Roger, Roger that. that. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, I was busy orchestrating all that stuff. You know what I mean? Roger that. You know what I mean? And that's how we started with this online free download stuff that we were just trying it out and we were using you to basically get to radio attention on, you got like 5,000 downloads on that thing. You know what I mean? That helped us uh, a few years later, we were able to do like 5,000 downloads an hour of Boom Shakalak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, That we started with that Roger that thing. That was the first one. And he killed it, hey? You know what I mean? He killed it. He murdered that whole entire thing. I wish you still had it. <laughs> I wish I still had it, dog. Yeah, because we don't have it. That site, hey, Tweet My Song is yeah. gone. Yeah, Tweet so, My Song. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, those were the things like orchestrating things like that, coming up with ideas like that, saying, yo, do this thing for Mac G. This is just a friend of mine. Or let's do this song. Let's do a song. I've, I've written a song. I wrote a song called take that. Like that was the first hook I ever wrote for him. Shit. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, this is what you need to say. You know what I mean? And that hook was like basically telling everyone like, yo, this guy is the freshest thing. Mr. Cool. Everyone's going to hate on him, but he's going to prove them wrong. When do you take that picture of him? Kid X and Nasty sitting on the stairs. So um, there's this guy, Junior Love. He's on Nasty's Origins documentary. Um, and he's a Durban promoter. Like, he's my dude. So he's been telling me about this cat, Nasty C. Like, yo, dog, this kid is amazing. This kid is amazing. Okay, let me send you the songs. I said, yo, this kid is amazing. Dean, I clean. I want him to do a feature with Quest. I said, clean, but he must pay 15 thou. Yeah. Quest is big at the time, ne? No. Oh, Chris is not big. He's not that big, but okay. he's big enough. Okay, okay. It's big enough. Yeah. I'm saying he must pay 15,000. He says, no, why? This kid doesn't have money. I say, listen, he doesn't pay 15,000. He doesn't respect the song. And he doesn't shoot a proper video for the song. And he doesn't promote the song. So then Questa does a feature that's a wasted feature. And then now I need to explain to him why he did a feature with a, a kid who did not shoot a video, who wasted his time being in studio the whole entire time. You know, I don't want to have to deal with that. So pay the 15,000. They never paid the fifteen though. You know? Um, so But you took a picture still. But I said, yo, this kid is dope. I said, yo, X, yo, says this kid is dope. Trust me, I've been listening to this kid. They haven't heard the kid. Yeah. I said, please take a picture with this kid. This kid is gonna be huge. Yeah. This guy is gonna be the biggest thing ever. Trust me. Yeah. Let's take this picture. And then yeah, I took that picture. Shit, man. Tell me about that tweet where you say you want to take hip hop back to 2014. It's not that I, I never said I want to take it back to 2014. They said mm. I want to take hip hop back to 2014. I never said I want to take it back. What to was the exact tweet? What I'm saying is this back in 2014, mm. Solo had to compete with Skanda Republic and Levels. Okay, so that's, that's where you go back to Karakara? Karakara, son uh, of a gun. Mm. Um, what's that? Congratulate. What's that? Congratulate. Mm. Run Josie. Mm. All eyes on me. Yeah. 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 Boy before Boss Zonke. Mm. DJ Slick, do like I do. Oof. Do you remember that year? How yeah. hot was it's a hip hop? Yeah, it, it was untouchable, unstoppable. I had house niggas shaking. You know, for the first time. Ever. Everybody. Hey, DJ Dimples, way up. I'm on my way up, DJ Milkshake and Anati, my own. Chad the Dawn. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Maybe his mom. 
<laughs> his mom, not him, not him. I like his, that song, his, his mom is the real G. No, I like um, that song. I just got an EFT. EFT. Oh yeah, with Soko. Yeah, you know, and Soko won a, a Grammy because he he, he he co-composed "Drunk in Love." For real? Yeah. You kidding, bro? Yeah, "Drunk in Love." Soko was on that. Shit, it's by Soko. That's his first Grammy. So yeah, he was involved in the beat. Yeah. And then he came to 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 chat the Don Don made an EFT there on Chad's Chad's mom's construction site. <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta respect Chad the Don's mom. Like I respect her a lot. Like So you I were saying her. let's go back to not the era, but like let's go back to say success. Because right now hip hop is dead. It's garbage. It's yo, it's sad, dog. It's at the bottom of the charts. Like there's this SA hip hop blogs that prints a chart, right? And you know what they do? They take out all the international albums and all the international songs and they say they're top 15 South Africans. And you, if you look at the chart, they're like at number 180 something. And they're, so, they took, they? so they, 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 they take the Apple music chart and they say just to make it seem as if SA hip hop is doing something, they exclude all the international songs that are doing better than us. Why do you think it's at the pits? Because the music is terrible. Cause why? Because we watched Nasty C become a success and everyone said, oh, Nasty C is a special case. Oh, no, he can be American. Oh, no, kids need to copy him. The media basically covered Nasty C as if he's like the hip hop messiah. You know what I mean? As if he could rap as good as Pro Kid. He can't. We know that. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know? He's nowhere near as good as Pro Kid. He's nowhere near as good as Double HP. You know what I mean? And those guys are actually South African hip hop legends. You know what I mean? The hip hop Bansola and the gassiness in, 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 in Pro Kid. You know, that is what actually makes South African hip hop hot and nice and pop off. You know, if you think about what started hip hop, what started hip hop, hip hop has started back when it started. It started back by the Zulu Nation. Africa Bambata in the States. If you look at Zulu men with some power, that's not real Zulu stuff. That's the, 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 the art cover looks like Chronicles of Narnia. Big Zulu men with some power album, right? Which has got <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> You know, it's got, uh, it's got, what's this? Uh, Ari Lennox or whatever on the album. And the picture that they used is an old picture from another photo shoot. So they just took any random picture from one of his photo shoots, made it his album cover, made it Chronicles of Narnia clean. They've got all these international features and they think, damn it, how are we going to make this appeal in the States? Oh, let's call it Zulu Man with some power so that they think that it's actually African and it's got no Africanness in it. Where is hip hop going wrong right now? So that is where it's going wrong. I'm telling you that hip hop in South Africa is so small that if a guy can be a guy can be as successful as Nasty C, he then basically validates all the American wannabes. That's that's it. He gives them, oh damn it, he did that and he ended up getting signed to Def Jam. And they don't know that he got signed to Def Jam because Def Jam is owned by Universal and obviously the bosses within Universal locally were able to propel him ahead of Lady Zamar or Prince KB or whoever else at Universal who sells better than Nasty, you know. But... 
didn't have the big Mabala noise advance or that much money invested in them. Okay, so now we know the problem. What's the solution? The solution is this. Go to the roots of South African hip-hop, like the real South African hip-hop. South African hip-hop did have an American flavor to it, yes. We're not denying that. But we're saying that we can do better than that. You know, we can go to, like, the Kwaito music. You know, Amapiano is popping right now. It's fucked up. You know what I mean? Why don't you take these Amapiano beats and rap on top of them? If you can rap, you can rap on anything, right? They were rapping on jazz before. You know, they rapped on rock records and everything else. That's our sound. Before Nigeria takes Amapiano and makes it pop off you think it's globally, gonna- it's already happening. It's already happening. It's already, by this December, you know, the biggest Amapiano hits in the world are going to be on the Afrobeats charts in Europe. And to them, it sounds the same. They don't know the difference because it's from Africa. Afrobeats, my piano, same shit. It's got, both got an A. And South Africa, Nigeria, it's Africa. To them. You understand? And that's where the money is at. You understand? And it'll be, it's just like right now, Jerusalem might be dead in South Africa, like effectively. But where the money is at, it's, it's killing. Popping. It's popping. So imagine if I'm a piano is not popping here, but it's popping in Nigeria and it's not Gabza the Small who's behind it or Maporisa or Someone else. Vigro or MFR Souls. It's... Someone else. That'll be sad, bro. That'll and be, that's what you think is going to happen. That's what's happening. It's not what I think is going to happen. That's what's happening. It's happening right now. You know, Legendary Beats is now making piano beats. SARS on the beat is now, he's also dropped his and own. And they're studying this shit. They're studying it. They're watching it. They can imagine. They're watching everybody. They're watching everybody. And they've got money. Imagine they say, okay, who? You. I'm a piano producer. Where are you from? Fos Loras. I give you $1,000. Give me 10 beats. Some kid in Fos Loras is going to make 10 fire piano beats. Sell them to some Nigerian cat. They're going to be smash hits. Going to be charting in Europe, UK. Get a boy. Done. 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 That's how it works. You know what I mean? Because cats are not capitalizing on what's right in front of them. So if I'm Emma Farsos, what do I do? What do I do? If I'm Emma Farsos, yeah, what do I do? You feature Burner Boy. You feature um, these cats. You are the one who brings them in. Make sure that they go with you. You know what I mean? Make sure that you're along for the ride. You know? That's it. That's the only way to do it. Make sure that you're along for the ride and then you get taken with. And there, at least you can control it. But other than that, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you look at it, the dog, like this country, it's not even about music anymore. It's like the biggest artist in South Africa is Black Coffee and he hasn't made a hit in I don't know how long. You understand? It's not even about music anymore. It's like he's much bigger than Master KG, but he's never had a, a hit as big as, as Jerusalem. With all these songs put together. as as 10%. As big as Jerusalem. So it's not about the quality of music. It's about the brand. You understand what I'm saying? And that is why you could wrap your ass off like Zagwe. But a guy like Casper will still be a bigger rapper. Huh. Or you can wrap your ass off like Zagwe. And a guy like Nasty C will be the guy who gets an international deal. And will only then rap in Zulu. In a snippet. Who do you fuck with? Everybody. Everybody, but in terms of like, who do I rate? What do I, who do I think is hot? Well, like number one, you know, obviously my favorite artist in South Africa is Shroma Josie. Um, um, Why her? She's special. 
she's special. She's like the future. Um, what of makes it South the future? Africa. Like, I mean, like if if any artist could have the potential to become a future president, she's the only one that I'd elect. <laughs> she's the only one I think. Okay, our country's in safe hands. Why is that? She's she's well educated. You know, she studied African studies. You okay. know, she's she's well traveled. You know, she spent time in Tanzania. She spent time in Senegal, where she learned how to speak French. Um, and she studied in Boston, in the United States. My Josie, yes, she's a village girl from Elim, but I mean, she's been around the world. She's wow. seen the world. You understand? Like Ellen DeGeneres knows who she is. Ellen DeGeneres knows oh, who dog. she is. My dog. dog. <laughs> You know, if Ellen knows you, dog, yeah. you think Ellen has a crush on Shoma Jules? She could be Ellen's second wife one day. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, levels. You know, and like, <laughs> like she's she's gone, 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 I gone, know, gone. Smart, bro. Like, yo, she's she's smarter than me. Wow. Like seriously, like the first time I hung with her, I was like, damn it, you're smarter than me. Like for the first time, I met someone who's smarter than me. I give you that. I well done. That's my that, that, was, that's, that I was like, you know what? I give it to you. My chosen. You ha 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 ha. Like really. Because like, it takes a lot for you to accept defeat, dude. I've never in my life. Ex- <laughs> I've never. I've, dude. You understand? So you think Scoop is a nasty mood. fan? He's a Stan, 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 Stan. Stan. It's okay. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd tie someone up and put them in the boots of the car and drive over a bridge <laughs> for nasty. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Scoop can tell you like what color like um, underwear nasty will be wearing next week Thursday. Like he can predict it. Yeah. M Studios brought to you by Old Mutual. Kaifes Semenya for me is a monument. He's definitely like up there, one of the gods of African music. I got to work with such incredible artists. I had Amanda Black here and I had Maotela Queens, whom I love very much. Also, I had Bongizu in my banda. And Brother Questa, who was also in the song, was really incredible. And we have the legendary Vusi, who is an incredible drummer. And it's such an honor to have everyone on this record. Like it does, it does the emotion it one it, it's supposed to do. Yeah. Like you feel it for the moment it starts. I think yeah. we can just uh, mute one the verse and you can do however you feel, okay. and then the arrangement can come afterwards. Early mornings and late nights, sweet grapes and grapevines, stories and little play fights. It's been a minute since late night. Going to bridge that gap between generations for me I think is really crucial because it's such a massive song and I just wanted to, to design the right sounds for it, make it slightly more modern, but also trying to get the spirit of Brachyphus into the song. I'm really honored to be part of it, really. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. yourself from order and logic and enter a new place it's not work it's not home here no maps have been drawn no books have been written nothing is certain 
everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Magic. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.